This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello everyone. How are you all feeling at the trip to Wembley? is a mere few days away. This morning I've been down to the RH Academy, spoken to the manager Nigel Clough, to Jordan Bowery and to Reece Oates to get their thoughts ahead of what could be a momentous Saturday afternoon in the sunshine in the capital. But of course, it's not the first time that the Stags have graced the National Stadium. Back in 2011, Duncan Russell's Mansfield Town were finalists in the FA Trophy, losing in the 119th minute, late in extra time to Darlington. But the Stags have had previous Wembley success 35 years ago today. The 24th of May 1987, a date that some Stags fans will never forget as the heroic boot of Kevin Hitchcock and a goal from Kevin Kent plus excellent penalties as well in the penalty shootout. Nerve to get through that penalty shootout saw the Stags named Freight Rover Trophy Champions. Well, ahead of uh, Saturday's game in the here and now at Wembley Stadium, I thought it quite apt to catch up with somebody who played a huge part in that game 35 years ago. Somebody that has got Mansfield in their heart, but also a man who's got Port Vale in his heart as well. A man who's going to have split loyalties when it comes to Saturday afternoon. That man is Kevin Kent, and here's how the conversation went. joined on the line now by a true Stags legend, a man who's played at Wembley Stadium in Mansfield Colours and won at Wembley Stadium in Mansfield Colours. It's Kevin Kent. Kevin, good to hear from you, mate. Uh, thanks very much for, for joining us. First and foremost, how are you feeling ahead of Saturday? Because, of course, you've got loyalties in both camps. Um, yes, I've spent about five years at both clubs and, you know, I, I, I treat them as family at both, both ends of the country, uh, over in the Potteries and over in Mansfield. Um, five wonderful years at both clubs where I did have the pleasure of playing at Wembley for both clubs um, in the Autoglass and once for, uh, for Port Vale against West Bromwich Albion in a playoff final as well to, to, to go up from uh, into League One uh, into the Championship so yes well versed and scored obviously at Wembley so I've had all those feelings and all the emotions and this week has been an incredible week so far lots of good feeling and two fantastic clubs um and I'm so pleased for, for both sets of supporters that they've got a chance to go and support their their teams back at Wembley because it, it must be 30 years. It's got to be 30-plus years since Mansfield have been there. 
it's 29 since uh, Port Vale were there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was eight, 1987, wasn't it, in the Freight Rover? Um, we were there in 2011 in the FA Trophy, but we don't talk about that because it was the worst cup final that we've ever been in. And then the last <laughs> playoff final we were in was uh, actually in Cardiff in 04 because Wembley was being redone. So, yeah, in terms of yeah. a playoff final, it's uh, yeah, it's been a, certainly been a long time coming. Um, as well, before we delve into talking about you know Wembley in '87 and, and, and memories and things like that, first and foremost, don't tell me which end uh, if the answer is yes. But will you be at Wembley on Saturday? I'm definitely going to be at Wembley. I'll be sat on the halfway line singing <laughs> the wonder of you because <laughs> both clubs run out to the same song, and I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. Wow! So there you go. So at half time you'd be wearing a Mansfield shirt, and then in the second half a Port Vale shirt, and if it goes to extra time. Sort of flipping it over. I'll, I'll be kicking every ball for both teams, and the one the one awful thing is, you know, one set of supporters are going to go home happy, and one set of supporters are going to go home sad, and that's the last thing I want. But in our situation, when we did lose the playoff final, uh, on a good note, we did go up automatically the following year into into the championship. So we smashed the league up the following year because of the experience we'd had, and experience and failures sometimes are good. Sometimes you learn from that failure and you don't want to make that feeling or have that feeling ever again. Absolutely. You know, obviously, like we mentioned before, you are a player that's been there and done it for Mansfield at uh, at Wembley Stadium in 87. What are your memories uh, uh, of back then and how good of a, an occasion it was, first and foremost? Taking away the glory and things like that, just about the occasion itself, playing on the big stage in, in club colours with essentially a group of people that over time become your friends. Yeah, you're spot on there. I mean, it's every player's dream to to play at Wembley. Um, Never mind win and never mind score, which I was very fortunate to do. You just want to get to Wembley and just go and sample that atmosphere. We had no idea back then. I mean, the media now with phones, etc. You you know, you're right up to date with how many tickets are sold. We had no idea until the Chad put out um, some notification from the club just before we were going saying, last one out of Mansfield, turn the lights off. And when, when we got to Wembley Way, you've got to remember that we went and stayed on the M4, um, which was Bristol City territory, really. They all come in on the M4. We didn't stay on the uh, M1 side. So we circumnavigated round and came right down the top end of Wembley Way off the North Circular. And to see all the supporters in their colours was absolutely incredible because all we'd seen was red and white going in um, down the M4. So it was an amazing feeling to see, you know, wow, you know, there's 25,000 coming from Mansfield and it was just, it lifted everybody on the bus going in. You know, the 12 man, you can bet your bottom dollar it does work even when you go into the ground. We, you know, well, our hairs went up on the back of our neck when we saw how many supporters had made the trip and how many people had, you know, come to support the boys. It was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, like you mentioned before, you were on the score sheet for the Stags. Open the score in uh, in the second half. Take us through your memories of, the, of, of that goal and... Uh, and that occasion, getting to score on the big pitch? Well, I remember playing, Brian Williams was the captain of Bristol City, and just before the game, and just about to kick off, they'd been there the year before, they'd got Joe Jordan in the team, David Moyes in the team, they'd got um, Keith Curl in the team, mm. so so they'd got a, you know, a really decent side out there, but he said to me, he said, don't let today pass you by, he said, make, make a mark somewhere, that was their captain saying that to me, so little did he know I was going to score in the second half. Neither did I. Greasy came in at half time and he said, "Right, you've waved at your family, you've punched about, you know, you've you've done all. Get will you 
will you start playing now and get stuck in? Let's get let's put them under pressure. Let's get in their faces and let's see what we can do. And that's what you know we we stepped up a gear in that second half um, after some uh, choice words from Mr. Greaves. And luckily for me, Kate Keith and Mark Kearney did all the work down the left hand side, and the ball came across and I got between Brian Williams and David Moyes and scored. And you know I. I I went and celebrated in the in the corner in front of all the Mansfield fans, and to score at the Mansfield end was brilliant. And then I realised how far I got to run back, and you think it's not far, but it's a long way. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so you, when they equalise, that absolutely destroys you. You know, you, you, your energy banks are just sapped, and you, you, I can't explain what you feel like. You know, so we we restarted again. We got the subs on. Polly came on. Stringy. You know, the players, you know, Tony Lowry, I still speak to Tony Lowry every week. Um, he's over in Crete at the minute, enjoying a bit of sunshine. Um, and he, he's with uh, Phil, a big Mansfield fan as well. And he, it, the flights are delayed and they can't get back. Oh, and no. uh, they, he's going to, he's gutted. He, he said he can't get back. So uh, he, he's going to miss the final. He was desperate to get over. Um, but he's going to miss it now. He planned it so he could get back and get back down to London for, for the for the Saturday but he can't do it now his flight's been delayed four or five hours so he's uh, he's going to be stumped yeah. but it, you know the players to a man you know Jason Danskin young lad we'd had from Everton fantastic Mark Kearney energy in midfield you know he got stuck in Polly George George was immense at the back Tony Kenworthy you know what a pro you know to, to get Tony Kenworthy to come from Sheffield United you know to Mansfield it was, it was a great coup by the by the gaffer Cass up front would run, you know, run all day, create problems at any level. Um, so you know, you've got willing, willing players there, and you know, a bit of a mixture of, of young players as well. It was just phenomenal to to have that experience. The changing room we had at, 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 at Mansfield was second to none, the best changing room I've ever been in. You know, people like Kevin Hitchcock, absolute leader from the back. You know, George in that centre, you know, in that central pivotal role at the back, an absolute leader brought in from Derby County. Fantastic experiences, and um, you know we were frightened of nobody. You know we we would take anybody on, um, and you know we felt invincible. Even though Bristol City probably had better players on paper than we did, we would take anybody on. And to do it at Wembley when they were very super confident of winning because um, they'd won the year before um, was just fantastic feeling. And penalty shoot, I don't think there'd been a sudden death penalty shoot out at Wembley before that. It was it was the first time. So, you know, we were under pressure um, early on. The penalties I'd noticed, Woffy had dived to his left-hand side three times. I fancied taking one of the later ones. I was more confident than some of the other boys. So I decided to take a later one. I did notice that um, Woff, the goalkeeper, dived left. And I thought, right, there's only one place I'm going. He's trying to play uh, devil's advocate here to see you switch sides. And um, I scored in the corner. Thankfully, for take it to uh, sudden death, and Kevin Hitchcock's big feet did the rest. His size elevens, whatever it was, size yeah. tens, ten and a half. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. Do you know, I'm I'm going to reveal my age now. So I was ba- I wasn't even a twinkle in my dad's eye when that happened. Um, so I was born in '91. Um, so I've never seen Mansfield win at Wembley, but I have watched religiously. The, as much footage as I can of, of that game and you can even feel the atmosphere and sense it then it seemed like such a uh, a good time and, and such a good occasion it's interesting that you mentioned Greavesy there and about what he said at half time about you've waved to your families and you know you've 
you've done all that, you've got all that out of the way. How important is it when you're going into a, a final like that, when you know it's on the big stage, you know that the crowds, you know, got up, we've sold 15,000, we're only on Monday at the moment, you know, it's going to rise before Saturday. How important is it for players to focus and to get that out of the way before the referee blows that, that whistle? It's, it's, it is so important. It, that, I can't tell you because of the occasion, the build-up and all the nonsense that goes with it. I know it's nonsense, but to a footballer, you know, there's a lot of furore about the game and it's something you just want to, you know, focus on and this is the epitome of the season. This is the, probably the epitome of some of their players. You know, it, you know, the older ones in particular, they'll think, I might never get a chance to play at Wembley again. The younger ones... They're the ones who get the caught with the rabbits in the headlights a little bit where he's, I think Greaves, you know, was aiming that speech at the younger ones of the team to make sure they stay focused. The game passes you by so fast. Make your mark, is what he said to us. Don't let this game go by. And, you know, Brian Williams said the same. It goes so fast. Make sure you make your mark. And, you know, luckily for me, at Mansfield, I did. Um, you know, the score twice in that game, the emotion, the feeling, and then the celebration at the end. Well, we were parting all weekend round Mansfield on an open-top bus and all the rest of it. Um, we went down to Nottingham City Council Hall to go and um, get you know get accolades from them afterwards as well. And they had a comedian on doing a, a warm-up speech and he said the last cup that uh, Mansfield rob, uh, won, Robin Hood nicked it. He said it's that long ago. <laughs> Can you remember who the comedian was? I well, I, well, he must have been a Forest fan or a County fan. So, <laughs> But... You know, it it was, you know, little Mansfield going and turning over Bristol City, one of the big boys, um, was just phenomenal. You know, an underdog, not expecting to win, fighting, you know, fighting for their lives. And, you know, that spirit came through with the supporters as well. You know, they sang their hearts out for us. And, uh, you know, they do play their massive part. And you're right, you know, 15,000, 16,000 tickets sold in such a short space of time. You know, it's not normally so short, but it, it is it is with the playoffs. And you know, by by um, by come Saturday, I can imagine there's twenty five thousand from each club going easy. It's really amazing to think that actually tomorrow it will be thirty five years since that day at Wembley. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that the text messages and uh, phone calls will be flying about between uh, you and the lads. They were sort of reminiscing over. Uh, I've got a group, a WhatsApp group, and we're buzzing, and some of the supporters, somebody took a video right behind the goal of the penalties, and I don't know how that's possible. It wouldn't be possible today, but somebody sat right behind the goals, and they've got posted on a Mansfield Town group, and I've yeah, had about right, four yeah. or five. Mansfield Town, Keith Gladby's phoned me, uh, Sean Witham's phoned me, and, you know, he's posted that stuff, and it's, you know, it's great for us old boys. You know, it's nice to, you know, that, to feel, you know, that, that warmth from the fans, and, and as I say, for me, I had five fantastic years. I treat the Mansfield Town fans as family. I lived up there. It was it was a brilliant place to be. And we, you know, we put a smile on people's faces. And we enjoyed our football, but we worked damn hard for it. Back in the season before, we played Wimbledon in the FA Cup. That was the year they beat Liverpool to win the final. And um, Laurie Sanchez um, has just sent me a video. We've just played in a cup final. I coach an under-90 team. My boy plays in the under-90 team. And um, Lori Sanchez, of all people, sent me a video for my team to say, you know, we played for the Wimbledon and beat Liverpool in the Cup. And it was so nice because we played Wimbledon the year they beat the FA, uh, FA Cup, uh, champion, the FA Cup champions, and then they beat Liverpool. They came to Field Mill. 
Field Mill was an absolute sellout. We lost 2-1 to them. And of all the games they played, the hardest game that he said they played in was away at Mansfield. Now, that's some recognition from Wimbledon who went on to play in the Premier League, you know. They were they were a phenomenal team at the time. And, um, you know, all the big names that he had playing for them, you know, Dennis Wise, uh, Vinnie Jones, Fashionu. You know, that was an unbelievable experience. We missed a penalty with about 10 minutes to go as well. We could have made it 2-2 in that game. And I scored in that one as well, which was, a, you know, the, the pitch was like a potato field at Field Mill at the time. And, you know, the, the boys now don't know how lucky they are to play on that beautiful pitch. Yeah, and of course, <laughs> you've seen the, the beautiful pitch quite often uh, this season. What have you made of Nigel Clough's current Mansfield town side from, from when you've been to, to, to the one call this, this year? Well, I came early on, so I saw them when they were struggling. And the best two players were the two full-backs for me. The, the defenders were struggling to defend with four at the back. And it restricted the two full-backs. They couldn't go on and make the damage further up the pitch. And as soon as he switched to three at the back and put a bit more protection there, that released the two full-backs. And the season turned on its head. And Port Vale were doing something similar. They were playing 4-4-2 not really going anywhere, similar position to, to, you know, playing well in some games, not getting the results and then suffering the late goals, conceding late goals, which was just, you know, heartbreaking really for the fans, you know, and for me to watch my two former clubs struggle. Um, and then finally, they sorted out their defence as well. They got some players back in the team, got back to full strength and changed all their set pieces. It's going to be a key thing for Mansfield to defend against Port Vale set pieces. They like to change the set pieces around and they like to make a big impact from them. So watch out. And Mel Benning's on the pitch as well, so he knows all about Mansfield. Certainly does. There's a lot of Mansfield connections when it comes to Port Vale. David Flickcroft, the director of football at Vale now, was the manager the last time the Stags were in the playoffs three seasons ago when they lost in the semis. You've got Aidan Stone, the goalkeeper as well, who we released yes. at the end of last year. Uh, and yeah. Harry Charlesley, we even sold actually in January to Port Vale. So uh, it's almost written in the stars, isn't it? That some somewhere somewhere along the line, one of those is going to impact the game. Well, it's, it, it, yes, you know, it, it's a, it's a fantastic. I, I, I'm just so proud of what both clubs have achieved, and it's down to the owners. You know, the two owners that have come in, stabilised the clubs, put the managers in place. They've done the coaching staff. The training ground Mansfield have, you know, we, we were running around um, all sorts of dirt tracks and Berry Hill Sports Ground, which is a set of houses now up there. We, that's where we train. We're down at Edwinstow at the old uh, colliery uh, playing fields at the back of the school there. You know, we didn't have any facilities like they've got now. But obviously, we, we must have paid for that. You know, that's when we must have sold the cup and, um, and cashed it in. But, um, you know, t to see the two clubs doing so well, bouncing back up, and let's let's hope that they both get up to um, into the next league, either this season or next. One of them will suffer, no doubt. But um, I think that the, the management, the coaching staff they've got, Seamus McDonough, I've known for years and years and years. He was goalkeeper coach at um, at Mansfield for a spell as well when Kevin Hitchcock was mm. there. So it's great to see Seamus back back in the action. You know, and he, he's he's a rock alongside Nigel. Nigel's very clever. He's very clever at this this um, this level. He's very clever with his tactics. He's very thoughtful. He's very thorough. Um, and um, it'll be interesting as well. But sadly for Port Vale, um, the manager there, um, Clark, he got involved with a little escapade yeah. with one of the Swindon players and got sent off. So he's going to miss his biggest day of walking out in front of the team, which is so sad. Yeah, it is sad as well, especially considering what's happened to him sort of off the pitch this season as well. I know the fans have 
sort of rallied together and uh, I believe in the eighth minute or something there's going to be like a, a rapturous round of applause to show support from both because he's still much loved in in the Mansfield camp is Daryl Clark as well he's a very well thought of figure well he's from the area isn't he mm. so you know he's you know he's got he's got local connections and all the rest of it it's just a fantastic occasion I hope the fans really really enjoy enjoy the atmosphere and enjoy the day and there's no nonsense off the pitch which is what you want and um, and lots of action on it and I think that always if there's a great game to be had and watched you know it raises everybody's spirits and everyone gets behind the teams but sadly, someone's got to go on with, with empty-handed and do it all again the following year. Absolutely. You said earlier that you're going to be sat on the halfway line, 45 minutes supporting <laughs> the Stags, 45 minutes supporting Port Vale. If you're a betting man, uh, obviously taking away your, your closeness and love, for, which is clear for both clubs, where would you be putting your money on Saturday's League 2 playoff final? I honestly think, I honestly think there's going to be one or two goals in it. I don't think it's going to be a 3-0 or a 4-0 or, a, or, a or anything like that. I think it's going to be one goal. I hope it's not extra time and I definitely hope it's not penalties because, um, it, it, you know, it, it, it just drag on forever. But I do think there's nothing between these two teams. They both had a little bit of a wobble at the end of the year. They both had a couple of strange results when I thought they were getting stronger and stronger, probably because they realised they were going to get in the playoffs. Um, even down to the last match of the season when I was there, uh, at Forest Green when Forest Green we were, everyone was hoping they would turn up thinking they were up anyway and they weren't bothered about winning the league but when they turned up they turned up to you know match Mansfield and give them a you know and, and try and turn them over didn't they they were desperate mm-hmm. to win that league and that was a real shock for Mansfield and just so pleased at the end that Port Vale had got their score at Exeter and uh, Mansfield got their, their result and they kept the ball for five minutes. It's one of the strangest scenarios I've seen on a football I've field. I've never been so relieved to, to just see people <laughs> knocking about a ball at two all. Because Sutton was on our tails as well. You know, if, if Forest Green had, had gone and scored and, and needed to score, we'd have been out of the playoffs because Sutton had won as well. It's been a crazy, crazy season to, to watch and one which we're hoping all comes to a, a nice head on Saturday at uh, Wembley Stadium. Um, finally, um, firstly, your what's your message to the players uh, going out there? Because like we said earlier, a huge occasion and a chance really for, for someone to, to write the name into, into Mansfield Town history like you did all those years ago. Well, you know, I wasn't, I was classed as a creative player, but I, I ended up scoring. You know, I did score my fair share, but, um, you know, just to take your chance, you know, you're on the pitch for that 90 minutes if you're lucky. If you get selected, you know, there'll be lots of disappointed people in that changing room. One or two maybe not in the squad. Maybe one or two not on the bench. Maybe one or two injured, you know, but they'll sample that atmosphere. Um, if you're on that pitch, you've got to grab your one chance that it's going to come your way. I think every player has an opportunity to go forward, create something or score a goal. And I think if you've got the talent, don't leave it in the changing room. That's all I'll say to all the boys. Don't leave it in the changing room. Take it on that pitch. Show us, show the fans, show them what you've got. And finally, you mentioned the fans there. What's your message to them ahead of uh, what will be a, another historic day, win, lose, oh. or draw? Behave or don't run on the pitch. I don't think Mansfield fans will, to be fair. Do you know what? It, it's, <laughs> it's been so strange watching all of the, these fans' reaction. Of all the games last week, for the, fa- for the fans not to run on the pitch at, at the Stags, at Northampton away says a says a lot. I think. It's, uh... and, and also, you hats off to the Mansfield fans. They didn't interrupt when Forest Green went on the pitch. Exactly. You yeah. know, and they had their little presentation. You know, I thought that was fantastic restraint. And 
after the game. I mean, I came out and the Mansfield fans did move out the way and let the Forest Green fans walk through. Very polite, fantastic support. And I tell you what, they, they showed how supporters should behave. Really did. And finally, Port Vale and or Mansfield end? I'm sitting on the halfway line. I've got my ticket already. <laughs> <laughs> Unless 103 want me as a cut summariser, I'm sat on the halfway line. We will see, we will, we've got Rover reporters, mate, so we will be out and we will be grabbing you at some point on Saturday. Don't you worry about that. No problem. Take care. Top man. Thank you. So there you have it, Stags legend Kevin Kent reflecting on 35 years ago today when the Stags last won at Wembley Stadium. He'll be sat on the halfway line on Saturday afternoon, spending 45 minutes in a Port Vale shirt, 45 minutes in a Stag shirt and hoping for a draw. But of course, a draw won't be enough. Um, there is no such thing as a draw in a playoff final. It will go to extra time, it will go to penalties who will his loyalties lay with? Whoever it is, I'm sure he wishes both clubs the very best indeed. More build-up to come throughout the week then here on Mansfield Matters. We'll have the Mansfield Matters podcast for you tomorrow night. That's Wednesday the 25th of May. We'll be live from the Garden at 6pm. Pretty much all of us together, fingers crossed, although a lot can change between now and then, of course to talk about walking down Wembley Way to get all the excitement and get all of that nervous tension um, out of the air and all of the good stuff in between as well. Live on our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube channels from 6pm. And then, of course, the big day itself. Make sure you listen to Mansfield 103.2 right throughout the day, right from Cy Gilmore at breakfast from 7am. Have great build-up for you as we move towards walking down Wembley Way. Cy Gilmore with your Wembley breakfast. Katie Trinder's then on to uh, do more Wembley warm. Then Aaron Outram's there for your Wembley Way warm-up. I'll be live on uh, Wembley Way with Cam Felton with me as well. And then, of course, the main event itself. Jason Harrison in the studio in Mansfield. Lee Wilson and Cam Felton alongside me for full match commentary of the Stags against Port Vale in the Skybet League 2 playoff final. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully, like 35 years ago today, the Stags and have success on Saturday as they walk down Wembley Way hoping to find a path to League One. Until then, look after yourselves and keep fighting those nails, getting the nervous tension out and counting down to Wembley. Come on, you stand. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.